0: Hi, I'm Lindsay,
1: and I'm Marshall, and this is Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery.
0: This week, we're talking about what happens when brains and sports collide.
1: And we don't mean when nerdy people like me play football.
0: We're going to find out how scientists' discoveries are helping athletes.
1: warning, we're going to be talking about injuries and organ donation. So if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, you probably want to skip this episode.
0: Also, you might recognize some of the kids in this episode. They've helped us ask questions about bats and the universe.
1: Our friends Jack, Kate, and Jacob in Ms. Ballin's fifth grade class have one last burning question about sports and your brain. So what do concussions do to your brain? In football, like I'm really into football, but I always see people getting concussions. I have a friend who's had three concussions. I've been there for two of them. So all I know is that basically when you get them, it doesn't hurt that much. But then you start, but then your head starts to like feel kind of woozy and then that's like about all i know my
0: friend usually gets concussions because he does skateboarding for a lot of competitions so he dropped the nine and he fell right on his head and that was a scary experience and he had really bad concussions so it made him kind of go
2: crazy for a day but he was fine afterwards
1: so it seems like everybody has a concussion story to tell it's like a really common form of brain injury from a hard hit to your head
0: yeah, and you might not even know that you have one, or it could knock you unconscious. Like, I remember when one kid in my gym class, when I was in sixth grade, he fell off a mat, hit his head, and it was pretty scary, but I've never had one. Have you, or have you seen one?
1: Uh, I mean, I've had a couple of kids get concussions while I was around. So, like, this one time, I took a group of kids to Jump Street, which is uh, like indoor trampoline park, and one of them fell on his face really hard while he was doing a front flip.
0: Oh man, I'm too nervous to do anything like that on a trampoline.
1: I think that's a good way to be.
0: (laughs) To find an answer for Jack's question, I called Dr. Kiki Sanford, who has a PhD in neuroscience, which means she knows a lot about how brains work and how they stop working.
2: She had her own story about getting injured in gymnastics. Sometimes your foot slips and you've been running as fast as you can and you just hit that vault so hard. She told me what happens to your brain when it hits the vault or the ground or wherever you land. It's like shaking up a bowl of jello. And the sides of the jello might separate from the bowl and then smack back against it. That's what happens during a concussion. When your head stops suddenly, your brain wiggles. It it shoots in the direction that your head stops because objects in motion stay in motion, and so the brain keeps moving even though your head doesn't. And that causes a lot of internal damage to the brain itself.
0: The nerve cells that are responsible for sending messages in your brain and communicating to your body and your thoughts and everything, they get broken.
2: And the messages are just flooding out. So they go into a metabolic panic phase because they have to fix themselves. What does metabolic panic mean? Right. So if you don't eat food for a long time, maybe you get hangry. You're angry at things that you wouldn't normally be angry about. Ah, feel like you want to have a tantrum. And, and that, that's kind of what's happening to the cell. It's not working right.
1: Right, because it used to be your coach or your doctor would tell you to rest and eventually you feel normal again.
2: You can get a concussion and sure, you know, you might feel fine a day or two later, able to go on with practice or play a game the next week. And a lot of people have done that, not knowing what's actually happening. And they get concussion after concussion after concussion.
1: Okay, so like, but maybe they get a little bit hurt, um, but then they get better. So what's the big deal?
0: Well... Football players started to notice they were having serious problems, not
2: just right after they were hit, but years down the road. We joke about the loss of memory as we age, and so it's kind of like, okay, you do not maybe people don't put it together, but then when it starts being more and more and more people having the same pattern... That's when scientists started to get suspicious.
1: I mean, a lot of people have memory problems, like you know, sometimes I put a pencil down and then I don't remember that I did that. So why do we think this is because of football?
0: Well, older professional football players, and I mean American football players when I say that, they started to have strange symptoms and it seemed like all their teammates were having the same problems too. So scientists compared them as a group to people who wouldn't have had so many concussions in their
2: lives. Like, okay, the general public has this rate of dementia of irritability, Alzheimer's-like symptoms that start occurring as you age. But within these aging football players, they started seeing high, high percentages of these individuals having problems. It was really clear that playing football
0: made a person much more likely to have these serious problems that were really interfering with their lives. And the older players didn't want younger players to go
2: through what they were going through. A bunch of players actually donated their brains for science. So after they died, their brains were taken and sliced up into slices so that researchers could look at the damage.
1: Well, so scientists like had to cut up football players' brains?
0: After they had passed. Okay.
1: Well, what can you learn by doing that?
0: If you look at the pictures of the brain slices, which for listeners will show you on our website, They're small compared to a normal brain, like they just sat in water
2: too long. So their brains had shrunken up a little bit. The scientists also noticed something called tau proteins. They get into the neurons and they kind of muck them up. And they found all these fibery tangles in the football player brains much more than they found them in the average person's brain. So they started seeing this over and over again. One scientist found that 90 out of 94 football players'
0: brains had these tau proteins.
1: Wow. Wow. So that's, that's a lot.
0: Yeah. And what's hard right now is that scientists can't see these signs from a brain scan, like the kind you can get from going into a hospital.
1: Oh, well, that's no problem. Just, like, slice up your brain a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah. We don't have a test. Uh, people are working on stuff like that.
0: That's important because it's really hard to tell
2: when your brain has taken too many hits. When your brain is not fully developed until you reach your early 20s. How many concussions are okay for a developing brain?
1: So should we be nervous about playing sports? I mean, it's starting to seem like maybe just staying inside with the windows drawn and the doors shut. Uh, playing video games is much safer.
0: Maybe in a padded room, yeah. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> While wearing a very puffy jacket. Yeah.
0: We joke, but making sports more safe is something that people take very seriously, especially when it comes to kids.
2: What's exciting is that science is stepping in to help solve this problem. So people are starting to work on these uh, new materials to be able to register how hard you hit something so that It can help protect you. Maybe, okay, you you reached your limit, your threshold for impacts today. Time for you to be taken off the field.
1: So it might change the way that sports are being played.
2: Yeah,
0: because playing a game you love when you're young shouldn't affect the rest of your
2: life. You know, it's a really neat thing because right now there's a lot of material science that's going into engineering equipment. There is um, electronic engineering that's going into developing these sensors to protect you.
0: So it's a combination of scientists who can figure out what's going on in the brain and researchers and engineers who can come up with a solution.
1: Scientists can't stop people from having concussions, right? They can happen whether we play sports or not, like when we go to Jump Street or random things fall on our heads.
0: I mean, random accidents happen, but our brains are too important to let them get hit over and over just because that's
2: what happens in a sport. You know, it drives everything. It keeps our organs running, right? It basically gives us our personality. It allows us to interact with the world around us. And if it gets broken, suddenly all the things that we take for granted, they don't work anymore. You know, personally, I really want my brain to keep working.
1: Yeah, so maybe there's some sort of like uh, safety mechanism that we could develop. Like you could have a monkey on your shoulder that yells when something is coming at your head. <laughs> and you could just train it to do that, and then you duck. All right, you all right, all right.
0: You know, I think we should get the kids who listen to our show to, uh, you know, come up with some slightly better ideas for keeping your brain safe. Thanks so much to Kiki Sanford. Sarah Lentz is our associate producer.
1: And this week we're saying goodbye to Ashley Cox, who's been doing an awesome job with our newsletter.
0: I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I wrote and produced this show.
1: And I'm Marshall, and I did all the music. And tune in next time for more stories of science discovery.